Growing up, my parents had an active social calendar. There was nothing they liked better than a Saturday night at Printer's Alley. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. My brother and I loved our parents' nights out. And most of all, we loved the next morning. My mama would tell us all the exciting news of last night's adventures, what the band played, how daddy danced so crazy. The last time my parents went to Printer's Alley, I was 13. When I got up the next morning, I felt there was something odd. I heard what sounded like my mother crying. Now in our house, this was a rarity. My mother was a cross between Mary Poppins and Carol Burnett. Tears were not in her gene pool. I went upstairs. Mama, are you okay? She took one look at me and sobbed. Shut the door. Mama, did something happen? If, if I tell you, you have to promise you won't say anything to your daddy. Okay, well... Last night, we went to Printer's Alley like we always do. Me and your daddy danced a while, and then the band stopped, and they had this magician put on a show. Ladies and gentlemen, the mysteries of the unknown. He did the usual stuff, cutting a woman in half, pouring milk into a hat. Your daddy didn't like him much. I told Austin to try to have a good time, and he promised me he would. So when the magician asked for a volunteer, your daddy jumped to his feet. Young sir, come up here, sir, you brave strapping soul. The magician sat your daddy down in a chair and made him look at the spinning wheel. He said he was hypnotizing the victim. After a couple minutes, he snapped his fingers. Your daddy slumped forward like he was asleep. The old man then told us he was going to turn his victim into a chicken. Every time he said, Pomegranate, bam, your daddy would be a chicken. Then he yelled, Pomegranate. Your daddy leapt out of that chair and started running around the stage. (laughs) I was laughing so hard, I almost wet my pantyhose. And the old man said, Pomegranate again, and your daddy stopped and fell to the floor. Audience went crazy. Pomegranate. And there was Austin flapping around again. He got all tangled up in the drum set. Pomegranate. And your daddy lays down again. The old man snaps his fingers and he woke up and everyone jumped to their feet and cheered. Your daddy waved to the crowd. He about closed that place down. Afterwards, your daddy and I were sitting in the car, fixing to leave. And he starts on how that magician wasn't any count. I told him I thought he was pretty funny. Your daddy looked at me so strange. When was he funny? Well, when he said pomegranate and you... And before I could finish the sentence, your daddy started to flail around the car. His arms swung around and hit me in the face. He was bouncing around like a chicken with his head cut off. I jumped out of that car and ran back to the club to find the old hypnotist. But the maitre d' said he had left after the show. I ran back to the car and your daddy was still flailing like all get out. I opened the door and screamed, pomegranate! And just like that, he stopped. He laid on the front seat, breathing hard. Finally, he looks up at me and says, Well, are we going home or aren't we? All afternoon, my mom and I talked about what we should do. We decided to keep it a secret. Tell no one until we could find the old magician, which we never did. Though I did use pomegranate once to my advantage. I had been invited to my first boy-girl party, and I really wanted to go. I got cleaned up, and I was heading out... My daddy asked me to come into the bathroom. He was washing his hands, having worked on the speedboat all afternoon. Son, last week I told you to mow the yard, and you still haven't done it. 
So this partying is out until you learn to do your chores. I was furious. I argued with him. This just made him matter. Finally, out of frustration, I yelled out, pomegranate, and slammed the bathroom door. Immediately, I heard my dad jumping around like he was on fire. I ran out of the house and down the street to the party. But after about an hour, my guilt got the best of me, and I went on back home. The house was quiet. I leaned my ear to the bathroom door. Not a peep. Daddy? He didn't answer back. I tried to open the door, but it wouldn't budge. I leaned my weight into it and moved it about a foot until I could squeeze in. The floor was a mess. Covered in broken glass, toilet paper, shaving cream. Daddy was lying on the floor, breathing hard. There were drops of blood on the door. Daddy, are you okay? He didn't stir. His nose was swollen, and there was blood on it too. He must have tried to peck his way out. Pomegranate, I whispered. Still he didn't move. Pomegranate, Daddy. Pomegranate. I gently shook him. Oh, what happened? You fell down. Uh, Don't move till I pick up the glass. You don't want to cut yourself. Later, my mama came back home, and thank God she bought the story of my daddy's fall. And after a while, it seemed like I had dreamed the whole thing. Ten years later, my mama passed on. My dad remarried, and a decade later, he had a bad stroke. His speech became slurred. He had trouble walking. My stepmother asked me to come with her to meet with this specialist, an expert on the workings of the brain. We watched the doctor examine my dad. Austin, do you know what day it is? Uh, not really. Do you know who the president is? Yeah, but I can't remember his name. Can you tell me how you feel? Daddy looked at the floor. His lips moved, but no words came out. After about a minute, he looked up and said in a very clear voice, Well, I can't beat Elvis in a push-up contest. My stepmother laughed nervously. The doctor shot me a worried glance. Austin, when was the last time you saw Elvis? My stepmother interrupted. No, Elvis and Austin were in the army together. Their platoons were right next to each other. Austin was the push-up champion in his platoon, and Elvis was a champion in his. So the guys made Austin challenge Elvis, and Elvis won. My dad smiled. The doctor laughed. How had I never heard that story? How many other great stories had my dad neglected to tell me about his life? Were they lost forever? Wiped out by the stroke? On the way home from the doctor, Daddy and I sat in the back seat. I tried asking him some questions about the army and Elvis, but he really couldn't answer. Nothing I said seemed to have any effect on him. Finally, I took his face in my hands, and I said, pomegranate. My dad looked at me for a second. Then he clucked like a chicken. Then he smiled. Give us a room with a view of the beautiful Rhine. Give us a room with a view of the beautiful Rhine. Give me a money old creek in Texas or any old time. I got those up to three for the occupation GI Blue. From my GI head to the heels of and if I don't go stateside soon, I'm gonna blow my fuse. Besides being a storyteller, Chambers Stevens is an award-winning writer, director, acting coach in Los Angeles, 
You can learn more about Chambers at ChambersStevens.com. Chambers Peace was produced by Mark Ristich and Rita Daniels. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.